Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil in the Bunker Potter. Hey there. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast Network, Riotcast.com. Today's show, Corona Quarantine Week 3, baby. Neil is in the bunker clutching a roll of toilet paper. I'm here in New York City compound doing my one hour of work a week. And because most of our guests have passed away from the disease, we decided to add Neil's main squeeze to this shit show. It's former great actress Bethel Karam. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Let's do it. This is the first time we've seen each other in almost a week. We quarantined ourselves in oh, this house. Oh, you did? You're in the house quarantine. Oh man! In the bunker, we've lost all trust with each other, and now we're totally suspicious of each other. And also, we just don't like each other anymore. That's really the key point. In order to our relationship survive, we quarantined ourselves in this this uh, bunker. I got to tell you, it's a good idea. Today, I went out to Fairway. It's usually I go like one, maybe twice a week, and I try and go super early or late. You know, like. 10 o'clock at night, you know, or when there's nobody there and there's no line and I can just wheel around and people get out of your way, you know, or early in the morning at seven. And even at set, like eight o'clock in the morning this morning, there were, there was a line. This, I don't even want to be within six feet of people. I had to wait to get to the bananas because somebody's like looking at them, you know, like it's still too close to me. And to the point where I I'm know like the so, whole thing is like a bad movie. You're so scared of everybody yeah, and everybody's I'm, so scared of you. Yeah. I'm so paranoid that I'm now I'm like, do I have it? I got to wait another 14 days. You know, what's just to get, you know, milk? Just brutal. Oh, and then the well, line, split down the middle because it's split down the middle because like, uh, one minute I hear, like, the Chris Cuomo on CNN has it, and then he just seems fine. And then I'm like, oh, you can get it, and you're fine. And the next, he, next thing I hear is, like, oh, some guy was 30, and he went to the hospital. He died in, like, a, 24 hours. Well, there was uh, a, there was I a, can't figure out what it is. There's a kid in its underlying conditions don't help you. you got to stay healthy. Like, Bethel, Bethel will be, like, a sniffle. You, dead in three minutes. <laughs> uh, like there was, there was a guy in Birdie's daycare. He was this. He was he was in his twenties, not even like like twenty two years old. Big fat guy taking care of these kids, and I was like, that guy's got to get in shape. He will not live till thirty. And Gino's like, what? Sure enough, dead, dead. What? Corona got him. Poor kid no. from daycare. Yeah, sweetest guy. Took care of the babies. I'm like, this kid's got to lose weight. He's not even thirty years old. He got it dead he's just out of shape yet and they were like underlying conditions super racist this disease is racist against out of shape people look i've been is that racist i'm not really sure but it's racist against fat people that's bullshit i don't i don't think that's racist i I don't know fattest fattest fatism fattest (laughs) ridiculous good news though neil it's april 1st and this has all been a joke now he he pranked us donald pranked us uh, it's a good one. I got to say, if he was like, I'm only kidding, nobody's dead. 
It would be the best uh, joke in the history of the world, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, I would just I would have such respect for <laughs> Trump forever if, if this was the, an April Fool's joke. If he pulled this, uh, uh, brilliant. Yeah, you, you got us. You got us, Donald. Everybody would be the maddest. There'll be no more pranks ever in the history of pranks. That would be it. He, he dropped the mic on the pranks. It's over. Have you seen the, um, uh, my girlfriends have been uh, texting me all day that there's some April Fool's joke um, where de Blasio has said that all kids have to repeat the grade that they're in. Oh, man. But, but it's been going to all the parents of kids a certain age, and all my friends have been, like, freaking out, and apparently it's an April Fool's joke. Pretty good one. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> there was a guy running in, in the park. Bertie and I were just, you know, distancing ourselves from basically society, just walking through the park. And uh, there's a guy running on the loop in Central Park, and he's wearing a full jail outfit, like it's Halloween, you know, with the stripes and a little jail hat, and he's kicking a soccer ball as he's running. So he's running and kicking a soccer ball, and he's foreign. And as he runs by everybody, he's got an accent. He's, so he's like Brazilian. It's like what you imagine Diego Maradona doing now, and he's just yelling. He's, uh, he's yelling at people, Good morning. Don't worry, April Fool's joke. April Fool's joke. I'm not... I'm not released prisoner. April Fool's joke. I'm like, this city is nuts. People are losing <laughs> their shit. Uh, how's the toilet paper situation? All good? Uh, my next stop, by the way, is bounty paper towels. I cannot. Uh, toilet paper up the yin yang. Bounty paper towels. What no, is, we're, is, we're, so we're beyond loaded. We're on the borderline of too loaded up. We're starting yeah. to feel bad about it. We've With, just, anytime, to be honest with you, all I have left in my life is foraging for toilet paper. That's all I got left. It's the only thrill and left for me. Conspiracy theories. Got those two things. Well, uh, I do got great conspiracy theories that I've been working on throughout the day, and, and, and it's just, they're everywhere. I think that that might be a good one. I mean, I don't know. What is that, Procter & Gamble? I don't know what they're doing. Did they shut down? Because there is no way there can be this. They, they should be making a fortune. Just keep cranking out the bounty and send them into the city. I should not be want for everything, shouldn't I? Anything. They, they, should be flying, they should be flying drones over New York City and just dropping toilet paper. <laughs> and, and people would be going crazy. That would be kind of fun. Like Everyone's got to get a lot more creative, I think. Remember when Trump <laughs> was, sending, uh, was throwing bounties at the people in Puerto Rico? Can they throw them back? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm so scared. Wait, so... The big news for me was yesterday we got hit with the, uh, I really thought we were getting out of it soon, and then we got hit with the 30 days, and then I was like, oh my God, I can't do this for 30 more days. Oh, you're gonna. I mean, I can't. I just gotta do something. Well, I you, mean, what? You must have been scared because um, there was a point where they were gonna lock down. You weren't allowed back in. They're, they don't want anybody going, like Rhode Island is looking for license plates with New York on them. To go and going door to door to go. No, where you're not leaving that house, you know. So they want to know we've where already, you are, Neil. You're not coming back. I'm surprised they're not coming to get you in Altoona. Like, why are you guys here? Don't oh. say Altoona, please. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, every time we're no, in the car, Altoona. we feel like people are looking at our our New York license plate yeah. and trying to call us in. They should. They should be calling you in. You guys got to cover that up. Don't you got some fake plates, Neil? Yeah, I'm gonna put plates that say. Uh, Say New York City on them. No, you should have like the ones from like Bethel had from Disneyland back in the day, like Stud Muffin One, or like you made it yourself, <laughs> Bethel. At the... No, we do have license plates. They say Montana on them, and no one, <laughs> no one does anything. No one cares. I, I've been saying this. How long before everybody loses it? 
just how long I'm already losing it. So how long before everybody flat out loses it? Like well, they, they just like I'm to, not doing this yeah, anymore. I mean, well, with 30 more days, I'm starting to think that we're going to have to create new lives. You know what I mean? It's like, are you going to have to do stand-up comedy, like, from your living room or something? I mean, you know, that's, that's, is that what's going to come Like, to? private shows through Zoom and people pay, Lenny? Because I'm already doing, like, yoga, you know, where I'm paying for classes and watching Zoom classes. Like, it's crazy. There so. is some of that going on now, but I refuse to get involved in that because it's such a, you know, personal art form. I'd rather... I'd rather record it and put a fake laugh track in at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean <it's> just, <laughs> um, but but so the the rescue oh. ship came in. I don't know if you know. The rescue ship came in. So now, which was great. But then, of course, everybody's got to go take a picture of this rescue ship. So people are down there with their masks on. And they're trying. It looks like more people. There probably are six feet apart. But there's so many people. They're not really social distancing. So people just need anything to go see anything to do anything give them any they, i keep telling gino find a project sweetie find a project in the house or you we're gonna lose our minds yeah but then uh, there, there's that side of me that really wants to start really doing something that i've always wanted to do like this is my chance but then the, then the the news and laziness and scare shit just takes over sometimes you know what i mean you're just it's just like you—you you gotta fight. You almost gotta turn everything off. No, no Twitter, no television, and just go go like nineteen twenties. Only a book, you know, <laughs> like only telegrams and letters. Because if not, you go. It's not you go too crazy. Well, I don't understand why you're not writing the screenplay, or you're not coming up with a million superstar talent ideas, or you're not completely emailing me joke after joke for your part in supermarket sweep gina the other day goes okay i want to do something creative let's write a screenplay and i'm like <gasps> when exactly are you going to write this screenplay because by the time i hit seven o'clock or seven thirty, and birdie goes to sleep i am dead tired from watching this kid all day long like i'm getting up at 7 a.m by the time we get her up bed and i go out the door i'm taking a two and a half hour walk i'm down to about four pounds you know, I come back. I don't even eat lunch. I got to take a nap because I'm so tired. Then we wake up. We take a tiny walk in the afternoon, and then it's back to dinner and bath time and, you know, reading time and then sleeping. And then I'm dead. And I just want to watch the freaking hour of, you know, what I'm, you know, Tiger King and then move on. <laughs> and then I got to go to bed. Well, I got to watch the news it, for an hour and go to bed. It, what are you doing? Isn't that the screenplay? What you just said was the greatest screenplay I've ever heard. What? Boring Life? Yeah, I, w I would watch that on Netflix at this point. <laughs> uh, the Apocalypse by, you know. First of all, my only thought was, and I don't think I told Bethel, yesterday was one of the darkest days for me because I really wasn't planning on 30 more days, so I had not timed out my, my Netflix shows. Oh. So I've blown through so many of them so fast that now I'm starting to think I'm going to run out of shows, so I have to pace it out now. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you a couple shows to watch, but I mean, it's we went through all the Netflix stuff, and we we're like, my wife's like, no, I don't want to do that one. No, that one's too violent. No, like what she wants to watch and what I want to watch, completely different. We can't even find stuff that we want to watch. You need two TVs, Lenny. We it's, have three it's the TVs. Key. I don't mind it. She's the one that's like, I want to watch me. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, that's the one mistake we made when we built the bunker. We didn't build two bunkers. We only built one bunker. Mm. I don't know what we were thinking. Wait, you want me to send you another television set, you guys? <laughs> no! We have we have plenty now, thanks to you. I think I think it is our we've I got can, a collection I here in the bunker. How big is well, yeah. the TV? Because I have this, I have the sixty five. I could probably go up to seventy five. <laughs> to be honest, we're still eyeing the couch. That's our number one purchase oh, that we're okay. looking to make from I you. Think the couch is really <laughs> going to make it now, Neil. I you know, sorry, buddy. Sorry, I just buddy. think it's. I mean, I don't mean to offend Gina, and, and I don't mean to offend big. you. It's a little out of style. It's a little big. <laughs> It just doesn't fit the new apartment. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's so funny. Are you guys getting calls from people now? I'm getting calls from like Vinny Brand calls me like once every four days because one, I think people don't want to talk to him. But two, he calls and he goes, he's, just, he's like, oh, I'm just checking on you guys. Like people just checking on you. And then I'm calling a person a day. I feel like I'm checking on somebody. Like my wife's like, yeah. call Ray Allen, check on him. You know, he's had a tough month. And then, you know, he's a real social guy and he's, you know, he's got girls all the time. What happens if you're just now you're stuck alone? You you can't go anywhere. You're in the bunker, and these yeah. all these people are like no income, alone. You know, it, and so you it's not check good. Like it's I mean, good. honestly, as much as you guys check on, yeah, fight check. over your Netflix shows, like I think we have to appreciate at least you have each other because it, yeah. I can't. We have so many friends like that. Check on Peter, by the way, if you can. Should we call him right now? No, no. He calls me once a week at least. And, and, <laughs> and Gina's like, Peter Boris called. You know? Oh, God. I feel bad for oh. him. I go, can you see your kids? And he's like, no, I can't really see them. So they have to, oh. he's got to Skype his own kids 10 miles away. It's terrible. It is terrible. And are you working out? Are you jogging every day? No, I'm walking. I'm walking like at least three miles a day with her. But somehow I'm only I'm not really losing weight. But I mean, it's not like I'm fat. It's just it's I don't know if walking does anything. Does walking do anything, Bethel? Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, of course it does. Well, I'm not it's eating just, that much. It just much. doesn't like hype up. I suppose like your your metabolism the same way that like running does. But it's it's awesome. It's I, probably better on your joints. I feel like I, if I, I walk at least three miles a day with her, right? And I'm constantly outside getting fresh air. And then I'll come in and eat four cookies. And I just nix the whole thing. I just even Steven. I, I think you're, I think everybody, I've, I've heard more, like you said, people check in every day with us now. Same thing. And we try to check in with them. And I feel like I know more about my friends' lives than I've known in a long time, which is awesome. But everybody keeps saying, like, I'm not going to get through this without gaining 15 pounds like the next time you see me i'll be wearing a muumuu so yeah I also mean, i'm the also only one the i will get we've this. been doing and we advise like maybe you because yeah. you're a comic you can do this we because we don't do as much comedy we've been uh bethel can sing we've been singing outside our window at night show tunes and for the whole neighborhood out of our bunker and then everyone crowds around we're just hoping that somebody films it and puts it on youtube and, you know we become an overnight sensation i gotta show you one bethel of a guy a kid who's like he's got to be gay but he does all show tunes and all stuff from uh, movies that you love it looks like you're what would be you if you were a guy and 15 years old and he's like oh. singing his heart out and he's doing all these shows he's doing liza he's dressed as liza from like her big special and then you cut to something else and he's dressed as you know uh whatever it is like a uh, oh, wizard of oz he's he's dorothy and he's holding the dog and he's he's like N-E-M, you know like this whole thing and then where do i find this but wait the funniest part of this is what he's done is he's doing all these scenes and except for the mom the mom will not play along 
So she's still always, he has her, and it's on purpose. It's so she steals it. She's walking through the scene, like, you know, with the laundry <laughs> as he's That's singing funny. Liza like crazy. They're at the dinner table. Everybody's like into this musical. They're doing a full musical at the table, the whole family. And he, the mother's just eating. <laughs> like she was. Where do I find this? I got, I'll send you the link. It's hilarious. This kid is really funny. Really funny. You should, uh, you know, I thought about it. You should go out to your balcony and do stand up. For your neighbors. Uh, yeah, I don't have a balcony anymore, if you remember, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's if you were on your old apartment, you could step out like every night, 8 o'clock. That would literally get like 5 million hits. Every Comedy place, entertains right? every building. There is a, there's a couple guys who do that out the window. They do a joke, a corona joke, a couple jokes. This guy, Elon, oh, what's his name? Elon something. Uh, I'll remember. I'll send you that guy, too. You can watch him do that. All right, we've got to move on. Good, good oh god day. it's killed us oh, so good. all right the next one i want to talk about is tiger king it's uh it's a netflix original documentary um i thought mcmillions was pretty good this is on par with it uh if you are out there and you're not watching this tiger king it's a zoo owner spirals out of control amidst the cast of eccentric characters in this true murder for hire story from the underworld of big cat breeding it's Joe Exotic is the main guy, and he's got a tiger <laughs> retreat. I guess they call them zoos. I guess they call them zoos. Yeah. Okay, but let me talk about this. Of course it's in Florida and Oklahoma. Am I wrong? No, you're not. I lived in Florida for several years. You're not wrong. Well, my first thought of this whole thing is that how how did this <laughs> get to the – how did this get to everybody watching it, like, where did it, how did it spiral so out of control where literally every single person is watching this show? First of all, there's no other game in town. So anything that gains any momentum, right? And it's pretty good. It's a really good story. It's getting great reviews. I mean, if you look at it, it's jaw dropping at times and it's unexpectedly funny at times, right? It's got him all the, everything he dreamed of happened, but it took the virus to do it. It literally has made this guy more more famous probably than he's ever wanted to be in his entire life. Well, the epilogue to the story, and there's a lot of spoilers probably we're going to talk about in the next 10 minutes, so skip ahead, everybody. Um, I mean, this guy's in jail now for 22 years. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. sound like he's getting but he did because of this sue um, for like $94 million. Uh, there's a lawsuit he just opened because he thinks he was wrongly accused. I mean, it's definitely, it's not, it, my opinion is that it doesn't seem like he's wrongly accused exactly. It's just that, like, why is he the only one accused? Exactly. <laughs> you know? What is going on with people, Bethel? Why do they love tigers so much? Do they love tigers because they're just giant cats? Because you don't, get don't to play with them? You know what I mean? I mean, I, I love big, I love cats. I love big cats. But I think, like, Neil. Neil says, like, there's something really strange about anybody who wants to collect exotic animals. I, I mean, agree. there's it just screams like you. there's a problem. They're only doing it for money. I mean, the only reason all of them are doing it is for money. But it's it's a way to make a living. But it's funny you so, say that. None of them. None of them, except for maybe the Doc Antel character. But other than him, who's living large? Who is living large? They're all one girl, the girl with no arm. <laughs> she is living in a dump. The, no, but the no, other guy's no, living no. in a trailer for 20 years because he wanted to pet somebody. 
They were living horrible meth lives. <laughs> no, I. The main people are famous. The one guy is like Bob Bob Nee. He's a cult guy. The Bob Nee. You remember that show in, from Oregon or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the Bob one. One guy. They all live in the dream. All of them are wait, making lots of money. Wait, Doc uh, Antel is making lots of money, but Joe Exotic, he wasn't making a lot of money. Did you see his room? It's disgusting. He's got a state-of-the-art studio to do uh, videos and stuff like that, but the rest of the place is a garbage. He's not living large. No, I disagree. Horse. As far as, like you said, it's Oklahoma and Florida, I'll tell you right now, for Oklahoma, that is living large. He's he's literally dating two young men that aren't even gay. Yeah. He's got tons of animals. He's got his own show, even though it's a shitty show. And he's people are visiting. He's performing every day. This guy got twenty percent of the votes in Oklahoma for governor, so he is living the American dream. He just can't stop. So he is. All of them are. But it's so funny that even. He might be living that American dream where he's got 20% of the vote, which I said to my wife was unbelievable. But yeah. but he is obsessed with that woman trying to take it all away from him when really she's not doing anything to him. She's just bad-mouthing him really online. Nobody was taking away his zoo. He just got obsessed yeah. with her for no reason and took himself down. Yeah. Yeah, he he, yeah. he misjudged that whole thing, and she just she had, she was super rich, and she just, you know, Went to town with lawyers. He he had no idea what he was doing. Misjudged. <laughs> Do what? Misjudged is the understatement of the lifetime. This guy was... <laughs> no, he, he got that lady crushed him and crushed. everything. Crushed him, and she might be the worst one in the whole show when it comes yeah. down to I, it. I agree with you 100%. Like, the first five minutes I saw her, I was like, I do not like this woman. Well, she should be in jail because she's stealing government money and stealing donations. From people that think she cares about animals, right. and all she's doing of them, the same thing as them. Animals, they're just using animals to make money. But she fooled everybody the most. Yep, she did. She, they're all like politicians, to be honest with you. Yep. They're all just like, they're all just stealing money and doing anything they can to make money. She's and it's a, just yeah, but she a, is the worst. I she agree. She's an evil genius because not only is she, it's a, it's the same thing. She's doing the same thing as they're doing, right? <laughs> Yeah. And basically, it's not a full zoo. It's just mostly cats. But she's doing the same thing they're doing. She has people working for her under the guise of, like, charity. So she's not even paying them. So she's keeping all the money, you know, uh, to right. put the zoo together. And she's and she's And she probably killed her husband. Killed, so, probably. I would put my last dime on that. They, they got to blue light that place and get every piece of DNA off that place. You know that she fed them to the cats. She fed them to the cats. Uh. I think I think he left. I think he's in Costa Rica. No, fed him to the cats, Bethel. But but wait, she. I would respect her if 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 I go if they show her sanctuary, right? And the lions are running on a huge thing of land, and it's like a drive-through safari. At least they have it. But they're literally in smaller cages than any of them. It's so I don't know. But wait, I don't can know. I ask you this, Neil? Where are they getting all that land? Like, did they, it's, that's never an issue. You could, they were living in a trailer, but they can buy all this land. Why don't you buy like 10 less acres, unless it costs like $10 and build yourself an actual house, you know, like what are they doing with all the, why do they need that much land? I don't know. I think land is 
cheap in some of those areas. I mean, I don't really, I don't really know like uh, the south of Myrtle Beach guy. He's strange. That was yeah. that was a strange deal. Yeah, when you're in these, Lenny, when you're in these places like Waco, Texas, you got David Koresh's out there. There's so much land and so much open space. You can do whatever you want. That's why people like that in South Carolina, Oklahoma, and Florida are. All these states have these zoos like this. I had no, I had no idea about this world, but that's why there's so much space in these places, and no one goes to. I was blown away by like you could just that like oh we're just gonna we found a great piece of land in this part of Oklahoma where it would be perfect and we're just gonna build this zoo. Meanwhile, the guy's building it himself. His partner there, that goofball. He's just <laughs> no. he's, he's got the. Yeah. He's got all the equipment. They have people, you know, like, you know, tree movers and, and dirt picker-uppers, but these guys don't have a toothbrush. You know what I mean? Like, they don't even have running. It doesn't look like they have running water for a shower. And yet... No, I'm sure they I'm sure they don't. It's, it's almost like little kids who thought they could open a zoo or something. You know what I mean? They just they started did. digging. They've been doing so it for... This, this is, so this is my question for both of you guys. Okay, so this is the argument. Are they, is it better than nothing? <clears throat> Meaning, is is the fact that they're breeding these animals for money and and all that stuff better than, it's like a zoo argument, is it at least something better than just, because in, in wildlife they're all getting killed and there's only like 4,000 left tigers and, and there's like 10,000 being bred in the United States. So what is the right part of that argument? Well, we have zoos. Right, we have zoos. I mean, that's no what the zoos zoo fall into the same argument. Is I mean, they're all horrible, but is that better? Is that as good as we're going to get as a human race? Because in the wild, we're just going to slaughter. There's no doubt we're going to kill every one of them. Yeah, these the the governments of these countries will just kill them for the fur or whatever. So I I don't hate these people. I'm like, just can't they all get along? To be honest with you, they all, let them just if these people want to do that. It doesn't seem like their animals have escaped, and they might be crazy, but they're they're famous crazy. It's you know big fish in a small pond. So if Joe Exotic wants to just live his life, let him live his life. And if Big Cat Lady wants to let her live her life, as long as those cats don't get out and they're not abused, let her have big cats. You know what I mean? Like okay, they're kind of doing a service, but when they what are they yelling at each other for? They're all kind of making money. They're living their lives. I think the people that are drawn to that type of thing like neil had said like exotic animals like i do think you have to be a little extreme to think that that's uh that's a great way to earn a living and i think you probably have to have like the guy in south carolina um like he he wanted a harem right like that was kind of his thing like he wanted to be the king of the harem and the tiger king obviously wanted to be you know um the entertainer of the year like they they all have like egos that are are screaming for something so i just think that there's not enough room for all their egos because it takes a strange personality type to to want to have a zoo like that. Oh, no, they were definitely strange personality types. I don't know who I'd want to have lunch with out of those three. None of them. None, None of them. But wait, you. So wait, I wanted you guys on record. So you say, should you should these places simply be there to raise the animal and then somehow release them into the wild uh, or something? I wish. So but... you think you think zoos and these kind of things like SeaWorld, this is like SeaWorld, you know, SeaWorld's corporate of this, corporatized of like Joe Exotic. Do you think those places should exist or should none of them exist and 
only animals should be out in the wild. Well, you're talking to a guy who hates animals, so you can take all the animals in all the zoos, and they should never leave the wild. They they shouldn't be shot. They should just where they're they live. Let them live. You know what I mean? That's that's if you want to go on a safari, that's fine. You're in their habitat. Good luck not dying. All right, go take your pictures with wild monkeys, whatever. Okay, get see the elephant and come. As soon as you domesticate them and bring them here, I think there's something wrong with you, to be honest. Yeah, Bethel. I don't know. I'm like, a, I, there's a balance in there. Like, I, I, I think these little exotic zoos. And P.S. I lived in Florida for, well, I lived in Florida for more than two years at different times in my life, and I've been to some of these crazy places like alligator farms and whatever. And um, I think those places are really strange, and usually their motives are just terrible, like, <laughs> like terrible. Like the fact that he was selling like underwear in his shop that had his name on it in uh, Tiger King and barbecue sauce. And I mean, just bizarre. But, um, but I think like if, if you, if you can have like big, like the San Diego zoo is amazing. Like it's got huge open spaces and they do a lot of conservation. I mean, I think there's a balance right. probably, you know, Look, if yeah. I don't know, Neil, what's your take on it? I say animals should only, we should be good enough that only animals should be out in the, in the wild and mm-hmm. open space. And, living their life, but I, I don't know. No, At no point has any human race proved that that's even possibility. Yeah, I guess there is some kind of, uh, I guess for educational purposes, I might be able to slip, like you're saying, Bethel, the San Diego Zoo under the wire, or, you know, the Bronx Zoo, yeah. to teach kids some, oh, you're never going to get to see a monkey, there's a monkey, blah, blah, blah. You... <laughs> but your average person putting in your house, dude, get a life. I mean, come on. The, the only the only reason animals are still alive in Africa is because in the last probably 20 years, maybe 15, 20 years, there's more money now by having animals alive than they are dead. So that's the only saving grace. I mean, just look at the buffalo in the United States. They killed, they killed them down to like the last one. There was like one left. That's right. just what we're going to do. Lenny, do you remember Neil's character, Vic Nipper? Yeah. <laughs> remember him? And we, we filmed this whole segment at the Bronx Zoo where he was out in the field looking at the buffalo. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like, some are, <laughs> some are for eating and some are for grazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where, that's where he, he falls. He falls somewhere, somewhere, some are for eating and some are for grazing. Just let him be. Oh, I mean, Vic Nipper, <laughs> if you would have told me, you missed the one uh, episode eight was about Vic Nipper. I would have been, I believe it because that was so bizarre. I mean, what I, I mean, there were a couple times where I was like, what is happening? Like just, I'll, I'll end with this. Neil, just tell me, you're telling me that that guy, Doc Antel, he's got big cats and an elephant and women from around the country will come to him I don't, don't even say it. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> to that guy with the ponytail, yeah. the 50-year-old guy with the ponytail, in these hotties will come, change their names, wear hot outfits, and live yeah. in a cult. Well, the, the other thing was, the other side was even crazier. Joe Exotic got two 18-year-old boys <laughs> that w- weren't even gay. <laughs> I got to say... You're right. 
that he might have yeah. trumped them. I mean, it's true. I don't know why. I guess, you know, I, they're all, it's that weird cult thing that, I don't know. God, they, they have God complexes, I think, and I think people who want to deal with, like, really big animals probably do. You know? Can I tell you that, that Joe Exotic, for until like episode four, where he lost his mind going after her, yeah, I he was he I was rooting for him the whole time. Like, what is the problem with this guy? Because he was rehabilitating these horrible, you know, you know, people with horrible lives. You know, like uh, you know, he gave all the people who were in jail jobs. You know, and he was like people who really had nothing else in their lives. But then you realize that they're kind of trapped. And, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's, well, he kept the yeah, kid they, high, they so he could have nothing. Yeah. Well, the funny not the when when you don't go to college and you, or you probably most of them probably didn't even graduate high school. Yeah. You, you just do it. Just leads you down. Yeah. Can lead you down these roads of survival and like this is your best option when you when like I said when you hit it and you start seeing that you're making this kind of money. It just is like I think that's like that's why they all go for it. Real quick, the uh, girl guy who she's a she she he whatever with one arm, like she lost her arm, yeah, or her hand, <laughs> I think I would hire her in two seconds. The most loyal person I've ever met. <laughs> I agree. Show. I agree. I thought she was amazing. Yeah. She was like she was back at work in like five days or well something spoken, after her arm was amputated. Like that yep. was crazy. Amazing, amazing. Person. Yeah, she's a she's a worker bee. Yep. Please get me one of those. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go to the next one. We're going to do, uh, but I recommend the show. We totally recommend it. It was fun. News rundown. And then if you're looking for another one, the McMillions from last week was great. News rundown. I'm going to, first of all, talking about Tiger King, like you said, Neil, the ratings are through the roof. That's all everybody's talking about is Tiger King, Tiger King. Yeah. But now there's lawsuits going back and forth. They want to find Carol's <laughs> husband and they want to find. You know, he wants to get out. He's trying to get a sentence lessened. You know. Um, well, who made the who made the documentary? I don't know. Some guy at the beginning. He says what he was trying to do. He was just he was doing something else. And then remember, he, he saw a cub in the back of the truck. He was look. He was doing about something on snakes. And then he ended yeah. up with the guy. He saw a big. He's like, "Where's that cat going?" He's like, "Oh, there's a guy <laughs> down the Joe Exotic." Anyway. That's one thing. The ratings are through the roof. There's not too much news other than Corona. So, all right, let's talk about this. Bethel, I know you'll weigh in on this Corona stuff, the news. Government is still fucking up this ventilators thing. I don't understand this. Like, there's an act that they put it in place, sends all the ventilators to one repository, and then they will dole them out to states. But no, the way we're doing it is states are bidding against each other, and now nobody's going to get what they need. It's insane. We're morons. It's a, we're morons. I mean, that, what is it called? Like the act of the war act yeah, or whatever it is. Protection like Act, DPA. When, yeah. Yeah. When they, when they, you know, when Roosevelt or whoever put everybody, you know, like places that made cars before now made airplane parts. Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense, right? To do. Right. You tell GM, listen, stop making cars. I need you for a month. I need you to make these ventilators. Get it done. Then they make yeah. the ventilators. The government pays them to do it. It's not like they, we pay them to do it. Then we take as many as we need and we dole them out correctly to the people who have needs first. And then, you know, you know, perfect makes perfect practical sense. Not our That's, guy. Not our guy. Let them fight it out. And they, they keep calling it a war. You know, like all the politicians keep calling this a war. Like, like we're at war. We're at war. Well, if we're at war, let's 
let's treat it like that. Let's come together as a country and do what we need to do and, you know, give people in, in jobs that are out of work right now something to do, maybe. Yeah. And also fix, fix the problem. By the way, calling it a war is almost offensive. I mean, war is you send off people into battle, you know, to die. And right. I mean, well, we're kind of doing that. We're, we're sending all the nurses, nurses and doctors, doctors. to no. go yeah. die. Yeah, okay. kind of. But they're not in the military. <laughs> they didn't sign up for the military. They signed up to be doctors, you know, to be safe and whatever. So, I mean, a, a war is a different thing. But, all right, you want to make it a war? Well, I think, I think of the ventilators like this. you got to think Trump as what he is. He's like a mob boss, right? Mm-hmm. So a truck is driving to New York with the ventilators. The mob steals the truck. Takes all the ventilators, right? And then what are they going to do? They're going to give you the ventilators, but they're going to—you're going to pay like a hundred dollars for a ventilator. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and that's what he's going to do. I mean, so no matter what, he's—he's he's making money on both sides. Trump. He's the the government's paying his corporate buddies a lot of money. So 3M makes the ventilators of Boeing. They jacked up the price, so they charge the government instead of. Five dollars, they charge the government a thousand dollars, so they're making money. And then Trump, on the other hand, then gets them all and makes everybody. Uh, it's just so sad. It really is sad um, the way they're handling this, and it's not. I don't think they're doing it maliciously. I think they're just dumb. We, you and I, go back and forth on what's malicious and what's dumb. They're mostly dumb. What's malicious is when he says stuff like. Well, New York hasn't been nice to me, or the the lady in Michigan hasn't been nice to me. I'm like, okay, now you're just being crazy. I, I don't even well, know what else it, the word is. It's, it's malicious and well, crazy. Well, it's capitalism at its worst. All, uh, all we get mad at the guy in Tennessee for storing a bunch of toilet paper and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right? This little guy, they mm-hmm. like arrest him. Meanwhile, our government is and companies are doing the same thing because Trump had all those corporate people on TV. CVS, Walgreens, like that was a month ago. They haven't done one thing. These people haven't done a thing. They're not going to do it unless they can make a lot of money. So it's capitalism at its worst. Well, and I think 3M, if I'm not mistaken, is a part of DuPont, which is one of the biggest, biggest, biggest profitable companies in the United States that, you know, was responsible for all the the water contamination and all that. You see the movie with Mark Ruffalo recently, like, like he's just in bed with bad people. Like it's it's awful. They'll be writing movies about what happened in this thing forever about the corruption. Oh, the corruption is just ridiculous. But what's driving me nuts more so is the stupidity. Like the corrupt. I don't even know if this is corruption, but the Florida government, the governor of Florida, will not close Florida. I know. What is he doing? Why are you that big a fan of Trump? How does this help? Donald Trump not do you need to end this as quick as possible to get the economy to come back as quick as possible. This uh, you got to remember you. though 50% of our 40 something percent you know talking to a lot of my friends in Texas they still feel feel like it's a it's a hoax it's a scam don't ruin the economy. I got bad news for you. It's, Texas is about to close. They're about to do it. The governor says he's I know, but they they feel that way, and that's how people in Florida feel like well, when their friends are you're dying. Cutting, you're cutting into my freedoms, all that. I don't know. It's, it's all 
It's just it's a disaster. But it's so messed up. Like, uh, like I know Louisiana has closed its borders and whatnot, but none of the states around it have. So, right. like, it's it, you got to you got to go across the border. Where nobody's going to be able to put a cap on this thing. It's Here's crazy. the problem with this: the if they don't do that and it keeps spreading, even when we're when we are at a place where we might be able to be ready to go back to work, the other places will not be. And right. we won't be able to go. We'll, we're going to be sitting here waiting on. That's when it's really going to get ugly. We're going to be you know, sitting here waiting on Florida. We're going to be sitting here waiting on whatever, you know, waiting on Texas. And then it's like, you dummies, you just, you know, this is going to go into September now. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I think Neil and I were watching something on the news last night. And it was a, it just kind of pinpointed it back to like Steve Bannon and how. He, 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 three and a half years ago, said that they were going to, you know, take away the, the, they wanted big government out of the picture, and he was going to, the Trump administration was going to, you know, take it down and take a, take it apart, big, big government. And because he's done that, we don't have any big government in place to handle a crisis like this and to make calls like factories have to be making ventilators and all states have to close their borders because he's disassembled big government. Well, it like just it's exactly so, what we need right now. You're right. And also, all, well, also, it would help to have, again, the dummy factor here is just so high. When Obama left, he gave him instructions, basically three huge instructions. Um, North Korea is going to be a problem. <laughs> okay. Number two, the Russians are going to attack the elections. They're doing it right now. Okay, so investigate it. And three, um, there's could be a possibility we got lucky with Ebola, so we put together this pandemic team because it'll probably happen again. So we put together all the instructions, what will happen for pandemics. Here is the playbook. If this happens again, everything is in place for you. And they went, thanks, and flushed all three of those down the toilet, right? So, so they didn't listen to one word. So they knew about what was happening in China last September and then did nothing about it. And then it got to January and when it really got bad and they just, he called the president of China who went, nah, it's okay. And, oh, okay, my friend said, <laughs> okay, yeah. So he didn't listen to one word and we lost six weeks before anybody really got wind of how sick people were getting here. And then, so we lost six full weeks to try and contain this. And now we have a we we're in our we're in a pandemic, and we wait. You think it was in China in September? Did you say? Yeah, they're saying they knew about this in China in September. Wow. Yeah, that's what I figured because I don't know. That's I, I felt like I got sick in January. Neil's Neil convinced he's already had this. He's, well, a lot of people I are think, convinced. Well, uh, did you watch the interview with Stephen Marbury? He uh, he came back to uh, the United States. Yeah, to give us stuff. Well, no, he came back to the United States and he was in shock. He's like, he was the only one wearing a mask. He's like, what, what's going on here? What are you guys doing? Because he's been in China. He's like, no one here wears masks. They were told not to wear masks. We don't have masks. And he could not believe how far behind we were and what we were doing. Yeah, it's, we're a good, it's a good interview. He's like, what are you guys doing? Everyone's got to have masks on. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, they, had a, they, they closed it, and you weren't allowed to go anywhere, anywhere. And... But here, until, look, I've said it a million times, we got to get tests. Everybody in the country is going to have to take a test. And then if yeah. you have the antibodies, whatever, you're going to have to walk around with some kind of piece of paper 
in your pocket until they get a vaccine for this that says you've been tested, you don't have it. Because I agree. I, I agree. How we how all it takes is one per China, they opened it up again, by the way, and then within two weeks they closed it again. Because yeah. it just started up again. They saw it. Well, I know. There's these rumors online, me and Beth have been looking at for China out of like I forgot what it was, that that like three million cell phones. Oh yeah. They've, have they, been turned off, like the accounts have closed. And they can't account for them, meaning that those people are probably no longer with us, but China isn't claiming them. Yep. Oh, part of their dead. It's huge. I, I even think our numbers are ridiculously low because the people who get better, or the people that didn't even go to get the test, you don't even know. You know, like if yeah. you guys really had it and you're over it, you might just be like, oh, by the time they're like, oh, okay, we're done with this in late June or whatever, and you just go outside and... No, I'm still going to be nervous as hell until I get a test that's, that says I have the antibodies in me. And if I don't, I can't work. I can't go to a comedy club and work because right. it's still out there. Even if it's one guy in there who shakes my hand after a show for some reason or bumps into me after a show or whatever, I'm going to get sick and die. It's not like no, the, it's not the flu. It's, it's but, not. you know, if we if they could get this antibody test out quickly to everybody, then the people that have already had this, I mean, maybe they could be the first wave of defense to, like, help go back to work of and help course. get things started again. I mean, it would help the economy, too, if they could get of, this um, of course, you know, but here's, going. Here's my theory with that, Bethel. If that happens, then you know what? You're going to get a guy like Neil going, oh, I'm fine. I got the test. You, really? You got it? Yeah, I got it. And never got <laughs> it. He just says he didn't get it. I did my home test. I held my breath for 10 seconds. So I did my home test. And then you'll have the one guy, like, we'll go back to supermarket sweep. Everybody claims they've been tested. And then Neil's sweating in the corner. <laughs> you know? well, no, I think you have to get it, like, stamped on your passport or something. The funny thing is, the sad thing is, when I joked around at the beginning of this, I thought it was going to be, like, the Brendan Fraser movie, you know, where I come up, like, <laughs> and it's actually starting to head there to be a reality that we're all going to have to come up in, like, 10 years from underground. You probably will. And meanwhile, the rent is due for everybody. So mortgages, et cetera. 40, they said it was an article yesterday. 40% of the people may not pay their rent right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, it should have just froze the whole economy. But I said President Trump should have just said, okay, everybody, I'll see you in August. Nobody owes anybody anything. No credit cards, no rent, no mortgage, no nothing. Stock market closed. I'll see everybody in August. Then they just got to figure out how to feed everybody, and, and we yeah, would have been exactly. done. I think the companies that are going to be successful are actually doing that because um, I I had a I had a little beef with my gym that closed three weeks ago, mm -hmm. and they took um, they took their monthly thing out of my account already for this month, right. and they're closed with no services. Right. Um, so my gym, New York Sports. Uh, I don't think they're going to make it. Whereas, like, I know somebody who works for Crunch who sent a letter to all their. Um, all their guests and said, you know, we're freezing everything for six months. You don't owe anything. Even if we open back up, we're going to, you know, they offered all, I think companies are going to have to do that to keep yeah, but going. It, it could be they own the building. You don't know. You don't know what, like, for example, daycare, right? The, all the daycares in New York. Who, yeah. Who knows if they can survive this because they have to pay rents to the buildings and the bank. Right. You have to pay the bank. The you know yeah the, for the they shouldn't be owed they shouldn't owe anything either the bank shouldn't owe any they gave the money to all the banks the bank shouldn't charge okay. anybody for anything good luck with that good luck with that well the other news is for daycare I mean now that you have this new experience you could open a daycare <laughs> in your house apparently 
Exactly. So instead of walking with just Birdie, you could have like 10 kids walking down the street every morning. you can get leashes for all of them, like le- kids on a leash. <laughs> Take them for a walk. Meanwhile. I don't know if you noticed, Lenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever had this app called the Calm app? No. It used to be an app, and they'd say all you had to do is this is the world we used to live in. It used to be like 30 seconds of calm. Oh, I saw that's that all on they, TV. That's yeah. all they offered. Yeah. That's so good. me and Bethel have now, it's, now it's a one week. <laughs> one week calm. 30 yeah. days of calm. Nice. Um, <laughs> this morning they canceled Wimbledon, by the way. So that's in June, July. So England just canceled their biggest event in late, last week of June, first week of July, usually. That's when Wimbledon happens. So that's oh my God. They haven't done that since World War II. So, I mean, that's telling you that they don't think anything's going on in June, July. So that just tells you where they think Europe's going to be at that point. And Neil, just as an update, uh, and we'll close with this. Uh, Bethel, Neil keeps asking this question, which we'll ask every time we do news rundown. Do you buy a ticket to July, Paris? Um, you know, that's so cheap to buy airline tickets now. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe July. And now I'm like, after I heard Wimbledon, I guess the answer is nope. Yep, nope. nope. I know, I know. We, I, I'm, ah, that sucks. We've been talking back and forth because we look at we look at those airline prices every day, and we're like, do we just pull the trigger and buy something? Because you know, like this is the perfect time. But you're right. Go. Like, I don't think anybody can do anything because we just don't know enough. Yeah, no, crazy. Nobody can do anything until I hear these tests roll out. But I did send Neil a couple of links that they are working on tests where there'll be these massive tests. But then it's like, okay, how do you get one? Where do you get one? When? Do and you how get do you one? know people have actually taken them? That's like true. You said. But I mean, I'll feel a hundred times better if I could take a test and know I have the antibodies for this. But if the answer again is no, then the next thing, next round, which we're all going to sit and wait for indefinitely is where's the shot? Where do I get the flu vaccine? You know, that's as simple as that. All right, we got to move on. Okay. And the last segment today, we're going to play this, sorry, Niels, this, that, and the other thing. Okay. So I'm going to give you a choice of one of two things, which would you take, or you can go off the board. They're kind of related on some of these, but let's go this one. Neil, walking down the street, you wearing a mask or you wearing no mask? Like, uh, if I had a mask, I would wear a mask. You don't have a mask? We don't have any masks. Oh, I got a couple Yeah, we have masks. I bought a box of masks. I don't know if they're, you know, uh, whatever. They're actually, they're Asian masks, so I'm going to look like a little Asian girl, but I have them. Yeah. Where'd you get them? You can get them at the store now. They got mask galore. They're not, you know, they're not the N95 that you need for a thing, but it's, you know, it's just those masks that you wear on a plane, you know, the simple. Well, you got them at CVS? Yeah, you can get them anywhere. Any oh, we store. didn't, we don't have, we we looked for them, we couldn't find any. Yeah, yeah I, I'm wearing a mask. Okay. Bethel mask everywhere? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Or, or even, yeah, absolutely. I don't wear a mask when we take Birdie to the park because I don't see anybody and I can breathe. And you know what else? That's another... <laughs> Anything with glasses? So the mask, of course, fogs my glasses. I know, I know. I, I feel you there. Now, do you oh, feel better if you're wearing a Yankees mask? Like if it had the Yankees yeah. emblem, would that make you happier? Uh, I don't even think it's. I don't even think sports exists anymore. So, oh, by the way, I got a prediction, Neil. Like, um, real quick. So Trump said that he's getting great ratings, which is another example of I don't even know what to call it. Narcissism yeah, times a hundred. That one drove me absolutely. I wanted to reach to the TV and strangle him to death. But yeah. I'm like, okay, you want to go mano a mano? Put on your stupid press conference against what's coming up, Neil. 
is the um, NFL draft on April 23rd. The ratings for the NFL draft are going to go through the friggin' roof. And yeah, that'll be huge. Steamroller Trump. So if you want to put your rally slash conference, every, put it on against the draft. I dare you. You will get murdered. The draft is here. <laughs> I am going to be so invested in this draft. And by the way, NFL, take your time. Make every pick 15 minutes long. I want to know everything about every team. I want to know what this guy eats. <laughs> For it's literally the only game in town. Literally the only it, the NFL is still alive until it's not alive. So they're gonna draft by phone. It's gonna be amazing. I can't. I'm gonna be glued to the NFL draft because it's the only sports we're gonna get. That's my prediction. yeah. I know it's gonna get. A well, sick I thought rating. I thought I talked to you about baseball. I thought baseball could. I mean, I was doing a joke about it, like. They all wear gloves. They have social distancing. The <laughs> umpire and catcher have masks. I did that joke. They all have masks. So, but in seriousness, baseball the perfect sport. I mean, with no crowd, it could go. Yeah, it could. They might, you know, it could. But then the first baseman's got to. Can he stand next to the guy on base? Or he's got to put the mask on when he's. When he's no, but he he gets the lead off though. He gets the but lead then off. The catcher, the batter, and the ump are all within five feet, sweating on each other. That's. Mm, I don't know about that. You know, I don't know. I mean, you you test everybody. I don't know. I think that's the the sport with the the oh, best opportunity to, to play. Has the best opportunity to play. All right, let's go to the next one. This, that, or the other thing. Um, so, would you rather be a doctor on rounds in a New York City hospital right now, or what you are, Bethel, the gig economy person with no income? <laughs> um, God, I don't, I don't know because I, I actually, my cousin is a nurse. And uh, one of my good friends is also a nurse. And their stories are so horrible. Um, my friend Katya, who I think you know, yep. is a nurse in Connecticut. My cousin Toba is uh, upstate. And, like, their stories are horrible uh, about how they don't have equipment. So I think I'd rather just be a part of the gig economy that's <laughs> that gets to sleep until 10 o'clock every morning if I want to. <laughs> uh, Neil? Yeah. Doctor? Uh, I guess I was pre-med for, like, three years. <laughs> and I was pretty, I was three a pretty minutes, good doctor. So three minutes, even though I never did it, so mm-hmm. I, I would be a a front line doctor. Yeah, in in Zimbabwe, guy who doesn't wash his hands, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I would be dead. There's no doubt dead. I would have died already. Mm-hmm. I would have been one of the doctors that died because totally. I would be like, ah, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. No, I think I, I think I, to be honest with you, I'd rather be a doctor. Just because I feel, why? Why? I, I don't mind going into the fire usually, and I don't mind trying to save people. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But I would test myself probably every hour on the hour, you know, and I'm super careful. But I mean, this, I don't know. I just have confidence. You know, I'm healthy. No real underlying anything. Hopefully, and then if you got, I saw this guy who's like 60 finally came back to work, and then then you're Superman. You know what I mean? He's quarantined himself 15 days, and then he's the head of you know, the department and he went back to work and now he can help people galore, you know? Oh, that's cool. So yeah, that's cool. would you rather, would you it's a risk. rather? It's a huh? risk. It's a risk. It's a big risk. Would you rather be on a cruise ship right now? No. Oh God. No. You know, there's like 15 cruise ships still that can't go anywhere. Who got on a cruise ship last week? In the, within the last two no, weeks, no. who would get on a cruise ship? No, it's been down, whatever. I think, the, but there are people who, you know, did Lake <laughs> that should have known this and canceled their vacation, and now they're probably stuck on them, you know? And, no, it's like, uh, 
I think it must. I think this virus must be in the air, like Legionnaires' disease. You know how Legionnaires just everybody in that building, yeah, gets it. Yeah, I think it, it must be like that because everybody on a cruise gets it. It must be in the air condition and go. Like everybody in a hospital feels like they get it, so, but I don't know who got on a cruise like within the last two weeks. I don't know either. I really don't. Nobody. No, nobody got on a cruise the last two weeks. The, the industry's dead. Nobody's getting on a cruise. No, but there's a cruise ship sitting off of Miami. They can't do anything about it, but that means they got on like a week ago. No, no, no. Nobody got on the last week. No, they shut down all the cruise lines. Nobody got on last week. This is from a month ago. They've been sitting there from a month ago. Are you telling me that the people offshore in Florida have been on a cruise? There's a month cruise you go on? No, they've been on it. They were supposed to get off a month ago, and they can't dock. They don't want them to dock. They they're gonna they quarantine the ship. There's doctors on the ship, and they're qu- they'll bring you the supplies. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, I have a girlfriend uh, who does a cabaret act, and she was on a cruise ship in Australia, and she just got home like a week and a half ago, <laughs> and she had to travel like sixty hours to do it to get back to her family in Indiana. It was crazy. Yeah, crazy. I believe it, and she's probably they still got to quarantine her for another fifteen days. It's insane. Yeah, and it's coming to her. You know what I mean? It's she's not out of the woods yet. Indiana, they're up. You know, they're next. Yeah, it's true. All right, let's do another one. Um, so Netflix, HBO, Showtime. If you have to lose one, which one? Wow. I mean, the one I don't lose is Netflix. So I guess it'd be the one I keep, which definitely be Netflix above everything. I have to go with Neil. They'll still crank out. They probably got a lot of stuff in the in the hopper ready to go. I'm going to stay with Netflix. I'm My favorite part of Netflix is like you can get to the next show within seconds. Within two seconds, it's playing. It's great. <laughs> it's annoying. that They should play all the credits through. They don't let you skip the credits. And that's how nobody knows I helped Leslie with the special because it, literally after she says goodnight and walks off stage, they cut to the, cre- they cut to the like, next show up. You know? Yeah, I know. Oh, that's, that's my favorite sucks. part, though. Sorry, Lenny. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> that does suck. Um, I would stay with Netflix. I would probably lose Showtime. I'm not sure why. Just more stuff. I watch more stuff on HBO. Bethel? I think I agree with both you guys. I feel like uh, Showtime, doesn't it kind of appeal to, I don't know, I feel like, feel like it has really young programming. But also, I the reason right now I wouldn't give up Netflix is that we're in the bunker and we don't have crazy cable hookups here, so uh, we cast everything from our, our apps onto the TV. Right. And Netflix picks up the best. Oh, okay. So I, wouldn't, pick up I wouldn't get rid of that one. Showtime yeah. has um, Homeland, which I watch, but we're almost at the end. If I can get to the end of Homeland, then. It's so good, isn't it's so it? Good. I wouldn't want to give that up. Our, yeah. our Wi Fi is really shoddy here, so it goes in and out. And then, so. What is has anybody ever killed anybody just to steal a Wi-Fi password? Has oh, that been I'm, done yet? I'm of our sure. neighbor? I'm sure. <laughs> That'll be the next Tiger King uh, documentary. It'll be about Neil uh, stealing Wi-Fi. All right. What, is, what about this one, Neil and Bethel? Uh, this, that, or the other thing. You get to do Supermarket Sweep, or you get to come back to New York City for 2020. Oh, so you have to – you can't – you either come, you either do the supermarket sweep comes back before 2020 ends and you're on a television show, blah, blah, but you can't come back to New York or you get to come back to New York City and spend the rest, you know, you get to get at least come back home. And Wait, if we, we can't drive back now, you don't think they'd let us back in the city? I'm just saying, what if they didn't? So if I give you a choice of one or two things, which would you take? 
I mean, I definitely take supermarket sweep. And then live in Pennsylvania for 2020. You can come back January 1, 2021. Well, I mean, I I would stay in L.A., I guess, then. <laughs> That's a good one. That's the other thing. I'm not staying in a bunker in an undisclosed location. <laughs> and I'm only underground because I have to. We've been preparing for this moment for almost 30 years. Here's what I think could happen, Neil. I think you're right. We could get all tested if we're all negative, go out, do the show. We're going to have to spend 15 days wherever we are in L.A., no matter what, even if the show only takes 10, to make sure we're still okay. Then we can fly back. I think that's what that I could see that kind of happening. Well, what you don't know, and I didn't want to tell you just because, I, yeah. I, I mean, uh -oh. you're a big executive producer. Uh, we are super close to Los Angeles now. We can get to the set within 10 minutes. Oh, okay, good. So you, you guys been walking? That's what you do during the week? You've been walking? This is all we got left to look forward to is Supermarket Sweep. Don't take this away from us. Did Wait. you ever see Shawshank Redemption? Yes. You know where he digs the tunnel behind the Rita Hayworth mm -hmm. poster? That's, That's our bunker. We're like 10 minutes away from Burbank. We've dug a tunnel, and we'll be there. <laughs> all right, Bethel. Seriously, though, if I give you a choice, <laughs> Supermarket Sweep or get to come back to New York? Okay, listen. Uh, job security, man. I'm taking the job security. <laughs> I'll go with supermarket sweep um, with the it. thought that I can go back to New York when everybody else is functioning. Because there's really, with all that I do and like you do, like what am I doing there if there's if there's no work? That's so true. I might as well take supermarket sweep. Let's do it. Nice. How about you? Uh, well, I'm here. But if I had to choose... If it's a, I would have to choose. I gotta stay in New York. Sorry, show's off until show will come back when the show comes back. I can't leave everybody here. Um, right, I get it. You got a daughter. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, well, just take them with you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. More important. Let's hook up the show for us. Let's go. Okay, come on, Lenny. This, that, or the other thing. Would you like to have better Wi-Fi there, like real hookup cable there instead of your Wi-Fi, or or showering? So. Would you rather have the better cable TV or and no showering water? Like, I'll give you drinking water, but... Or would you rather just have at least nice amenities like showering, but your garbage Wi-Fi? Well, I'll take the Wi-Fi over shower any day, because we, we rarely shower here because the water's all <laughs> fucked up and the water pressure's <laughs> terrible. So I'd take the Wi-Fi over anything, because I feel like I could watch... Only because I could stream shows faster. There you go. Bethel? Oh my god, I'm a germaphobe. I'll take the shower. I'll take the shower. I'm, I've, I've been spraying down my groceries with Clorox. I will. I will take the shower. Just so you know, uh, Lenny. I don't know the bunker mentality. Just so you know. Yeah. I am having a, a all-out war every day against four chipmunks. <laughs> These fuckers, and one of them has red hair. So there's three regular chipmunks and then a red-haired chipmunk. This red-haired chipmunk is fucking with me every day. I plug up the holes, and he digs them back out. This has been going on for like a week and a half. Wait, you mean the holes in the in the lawn? He is digging yeah. holes underneath the foundation into uh, the house. Uh, and I have filled up all the holes with cayenne pepper. And that bastard keeps digging them out every morning. You're Bill Murray and Caddyshack. It really is. And you know what? I'm getting, They're dogging me right now. They're, they're mocking me. They're embarrassing me. We're living in two Bill Murray movies. We're living in uh, Groundhog Day and Caddyshack all at the same time. <laughs> That's good. Let's end with that. Good one, Bethel. All right. So 
You know how we end the show. One good thing or bad thing of the week. And again, I've said this last week, it's kind of tough to find a good thing of the week other than we're still healthy. But I will start with this. Here in New York City, which makes New York City great, at 7 o'clock every night, there is rousing applause. You'll, you can hear it out the windows, like people screaming and clapping for the healthcare workers as a tribute to them every seven o'clock on the dot. People go nuts for two to five minutes. It's, it's crazy. It sounds like a parade's going by. It's nuts. And um, my bad thing of the week is I've had to say to two, <laughs> and I use the word lady. I don't know. It just sounds funny because it's like Jerry Lewis. But I don't know how many times I've said, lady, six feet, like move away from me. You know? So lady. Have you said that to people? Yeah. Hey, lady, move back up. And I did it with Gina. She's like, why do you got to say lady? You know, I'm like, well, what do you want me to say? Good point, Gina. Good what, point. What do you want me to say, man? No, you got to say man. lady. It's so New Yorky. Yeah. Hey, lady, six feet. I've said that at yeah. least three times this week, you know, like waiting for a traffic light and there's nobody else in the world around us. There's like 10 people outside. And this lady's trying to get a good look at Birdie. And like that's very and she's wearing like, I don't know, dental floss for a mask, and I think it was a shower curtain. <laughs> they don't Wait, have, what how did they react when you say that? Oh, they they like, oh yeah, sorry. And they back up. Yeah. They they realize what they've done, you know. It's just like, hey, you, just because you're wearing that mask doesn't mean we're all like fine now, you know. <laughs> so like you know that get up they're wearing it looks like some kind of butcher in some horror movie they're wearing like a shower curtain everybody should be holding a chainsaw that's what it looks like anyway Girl. all right bethel one good thing or one bad thing of the week uh okay let's see uh trying to not get crazy here uh so the the bad thing of the week is that i had to show my license to uh to somebody I was trying to purchase wine from because in Pennsylvania and the grocery stores, they make you do that. And every time I hand my license to somebody in Pennsylvania and it says New York city, Mm. they back up, they back away from me. (laughs) So um, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's my good thing. I don't know. The fact that I get social distancing by pulling out my license in Pennsylvania. So it's my good thing and my bad thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you show you show it's like, I believe your age. I believe your age. Back up, back up. <laughs> That's so funny. I would blow that up, Neil, and wear it on your head. I'm from New York, bitches. You should be wearing Yankees hats. So... I do. I do when I run every day, Lenny. I wear my. I have a Yankees championship hat, and I, I wear it. I swear I wear it. That's not my personality. I've blended in. I deny that my existence from New York. <laughs> All right. Neil, one good thing, one bad thing of the week. Well, I clearly have a simple thing that I thought about, and I, I was excited because I was watching TV. And I sometimes watch me TV, which makes me feel like everything's okay. It's warm and cozy when you're watching like the Brady Bunch or an old show. <laughs> okay. But anyway, an old person. Anyways, <laughs> on TV, there's an advertisement for David Blaine. Okay. I guess he's got a new special coming out. So the good thing is, I I just thought back of like, oh, that was a funny joke. Like the all he does is is he does a joke, and then and then all the movie stars react, and I love that reaction from. I love right. that reaction for all David Blaine stuff. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, every every star is, oh, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, life's kind of normal, right? I think, uh, so I like that. I like that. That's my good thing. I, that made me happy for a brief moment. Okay. 
That's good. And the chipmunks. And then my bad thing, which is super bad, I talked about Chick Fil A last week, so oh. I decided to go to Chick Fil A again. Ugh. Again. And uh, yeah, I did. It's not worth it. I wash down my chicken sandwich like I'm washing the bread, and, <laughs> and then I have to eat the fries with my hands. I'm like, ugh, the fries. I can't eat the fries now because they might have touched them. If I touch them, it's like so fast food. You can't. You they can't risk it. Gloves. You so, can't risk. Gloves. You can't risk to go out to eat almost anymore, and it's so sad. And that, that's my really bad thing. Like, dude, there's no going out to eat now because you can't risk it. It's too. It's too. Too much. Too many. Too many variables. Exactly. Does that makes sense. You got to learn how to cook. We've been cooking a lot here. No, we, we've been it's, cooking it's like too. torture. I I was addicted to eating out, and it's torture. <laughs> That is the champagne of problems. You know there are people with real problems, Neil, listening. To well, you yeah, right you now, said going, a good and a bad thing. That my bad thing is torture. The, the fast food industry is crushed. The one thing I thought would hold up in this whole fucking thing, fast but food. You, they're not going to hold up either. Nope, they're not going to hold up. We're going to see how many of these places, like Burger King or whatever, really can sustain not having a business for two, three months. And we'll, you're gonna. They say the landscape's going to change greatly when it's over. No, I, I mean we're gonna live in a new scary world. It's, I'm I'm hoping that I don't know. My hope is that we come out of this the and everyone just goes crazy and the economy comes back quickly and all returns to normal by September. That's my hope. I hope you're right, Neil. Well, Bethel, thanks for coming in today. Do you want any social media or you're laying low? I'm la- I'm laying low, but but thanks for having me. Okay. It was fun to talk to you. Well, you can find me on com when I used to be a comedian. This stuff. My <laughs> well, I have one Marcus little advertisement see. that I'd like to do because we don't have any money. Is uh, We're selling spots in our bunker. Mm. <laughs> and so we have five bunker spots, okay. and we're selling them right now. <laughs> so you can come down there and get bad Wi-Fi. You can help Neil with a red-headed chipmunk. And it's so could, sad. And you could possibly get infected by Chick-fil-A. It sounds like oh, God. And all this, I hope everyone is healthy and, and fighting through this and I agree. Everybody stay healthy and you know, we joke a lot, but I mean, wash your hands, don't eat bats, whatever you gotta do, you know, help Hopefully we workers. did a few jokes to make your life a little better today because this thirty more days of this is, is fucking gonna be really hard. I'm telling you. But I'm by the fourteenth, I'm gonna be loopy. Like if it doesn't, the curve doesn't start to go down. But even then, the cur- we're not doing anything till testing. So keep your ears open for getting testing, and we're all gonna get tests, and then we're all gonna find out that none of us had it. We're all crazy, and then we're gonna find out we're gonna have to sit for another six months until I can get a shot. But I'll ask my allergist about this on next week, and she usually has some insight on when this shot's gonna happen and blah blah blah. So I'll hopefully enlighten everyone next week. Thanks for joining us, and stay healthy out there, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.